You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 50. Today, I'm interviewing my good friend and special guest, Rick Mulready, as we discuss how to overcome those mindset hurdles that we all face as entrepreneurs. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? This is the Mind Your Business podcast featuring myself and co-host Phoebe Morocek. All right. Hello. Hello, listeners. James Wedmore here, and I have a very, very special guest, Mr. Rick Mulready. Rick, how you doing? Good, James. Thanks so much for having me on. Rick, Rick Rome already. It's nice to have you. So listen, here's the deal. Rick came by the office today. He came up from San Diego. It's a beautiful summer day in Laguna Beach. And we got some lunch. We went on a walk. And I was like, dude, let's record a podcast episode. And what did you say? I said, let's do this. I mean, absolutely. So here we are. So we'll keep it nice, short and sweet. You know, I've been working with Rick for a couple years. He's a member of my inner circle. And, you know, a lot of the things that come up are things like mindset. You know, what to do when we're on that entrepreneurial emotional roller coaster that is kind of part of the game. And so we got to talking about, well, what are some of the things that are, have really helped you? We've come up with three things that you shared with me that I really like. I'm like, we got to share these with our listeners. But before we get into that, I would love if you could just share a little bit about who you are. Like, we all know you teach Facebook ads and stuff, but who is Rick Mulready? I'm somebody that is still honestly trying to figure out this whole entrepreneurial thing, if you will. Like I'm still on this journey, like from a numbers perspective and all this other stuff, I feel like I've been very successful, but yet still trying to figure things out as we go. I came from the corporate online advertising background for 12 years and then got the entrepreneurial bug and have been doing very well over the past few years. But at the same time, like I'm always learning new things. And I do think that, you know, one reason that I love what you guys talk about here on the podcast is that when it comes to mindset, that is the foundation. Like that's one of the biggest things that I had to learn was, you know, we can learn how to do Facebook ads or funnels or whatever it might be to create income. But really all of that stuff is driven by mindset is by how you think and look at different things, not only in your life, but in your business as well. So I know you have a great story. Like, you know, it was like over a year and a half of quitting the corporate job, jumping ship and going into entrepreneurship where there was a lot of, to use your words exactly, floundering. And I'm wondering if you could think back before we share these really cool mindset hacks that you have for us, if you could think back to that time and see, well, okay, if you're going to propose that this mindset thing is essential, what type of mindset did you have there when you were at zero dollars or just making a little getting by versus where you are now? And what has shifted for you? What's the difference? Well, yeah, back then, I mean, I did, it was scarcity and fear-based, like 100%. So like, what were you saying to yourself? I was saying, okay, I know I want to do this, but I have no idea, number one, how to do it. And I also didn't think I actually could do it because I was coming from, like you said, James, a corporate job where I was making a few hundred thousand dollars a year. I was making a very good living, but at the same time, I knew I wasn't happy. So I wanted to do more with it. And so... I made the jump. I set myself up, you know, sort of financially to be able to make that jump into doing 
this quote unquote entrepreneurial thing, but yet I really had no idea how to build a business. And I also didn't think that I could do it. You know, I thought that I could, let me, let me kind of rephrase that. I thought that I could do it when I left the corporate world. I was like, yeah, I can do this. I can make this work. But then when I actually got into it, it was like, wait a minute, like, wait, you really have no idea what you're doing. And then doubt began to creep in, you know, really quickly. And like, as you said, I floundered for about 14 months and really went through that year with a lot of fear, with a lot of not knowing where I was going. The direction really wasn't there. And like, holy cow, maybe I have to go back to this corporate world, which I didn't want to do. And where would you say you are now, even though you're being really humble and modest and like, oh, I'm still trying to figure this out. You figured out a lot more than most people have. So what's life like inside Rick Mulready's head from day to day now? It's a whole lot different than what it used to be. That's for darn sure. I mean, I don't have that fear any more of, holy cow, am I going to have to go back to the corporate world? And I'm really proud of what I've been able to create. And I think the biggest thing too, is that I am able to create things and to help people out with, you know, better their lives and better their businesses while also supporting myself and my family without the fear of like, Ooh, can I do this? Like, is this actually possible? I now know that, yeah, I've been doing this for a while now. I can absolutely do this. Okay, so that's my big question for you that I could assume that some people might have as an objection that would come up is that, is this really a mindset thing that you like went in there and rewired your brain? Or is this just something that, hey, when anybody's brand new, there's going to be fear and a lack of confidence and over time you're going to build up to that? Or was there still something else that had to shift? I mean, I'm just curious because, yeah, I can see it. I've seen your progress in your journey. But is that just simply, oh, the more you do the work and the more you help people, the more it builds up confidence. Is that it? Well, I think that that's a big part of it. But as you go along in that journey, you're always going to have setbacks. You're always going to hit plateaus. You're always going to meet challenges where the mindset is going to come into play that you need to have that mindset. You need to have that, you know, being able to think in different ways. And like you talk about having that shift to be able to think that way, like, all right, you know what? I've been able to do this up until this point. I've reached this point. I'm experiencing this breakdown or this plateau or this challenge. But yet I know based on how far I've come and where my mindset is that I can get through that. Right. I always share that phrase of what got you here won't get you there. That you may need to rebuild yourself in a new way to get to that next level, to think differently, to see things differently, how you view your time and your value and your energy. I mean, that stuff has to be constantly reevaluated. So I like that. So speaking of mindset, you know, even though we have this podcast called Mind Your Business, I still find myself rolling my eyes when people say, oh, it's mindset. You know, I feel like it's just this general over-encompassing word that is overused and a little oversaturated because, well, we all have minds and our minds are interpreting everything anyways. So everything is mindset. So I think what we wanted to do is really take a closer look at three type of mindset shifts or hacks that Rick is actually using as a discipline in his daily life to have an impact on his business. So Rick, what's the first of those three right now? Really has to do with thinking about the end goal. The success is actually in the process of getting to the end goal, not necessarily that 
end goal. So for example, if I'm planning out a launch of one of my courses and my end goal is a revenue figure, you know, if I reach that end goal, that's actually not the success factor. It's actually the process of getting to through the launch and getting to that point, whether I hit that goal or not. It's what you learn along the way. Yes, it does sound cliche. You grow as a person and all these other things, but you learn so much more in that process. And for me, for so long, I was so caught up in that end goal. Like that was like, okay, this is, I'm working towards that end goal. And if I don't hit that, I was really, really upset is when I first figured out like, you know what, it's this process. It's these daily challenges and daily successes that we're facing along the way to our goal. That is what it's all about. That's what success is. So first, it sounds like the cliche we've heard our whole lives of success is a journey, not a destination. Seems there is some truth in those cliches. But I guess to go deeper on that, what is life and business or your day look like when you're coming from the lens of the process and how I'm accomplishing my goal is the priority versus all that matters is the destination or the goal. Like what's the difference there if I were to film your day? Well, it really allows me to kind of like be more fun along the way and to test different things and realize that I'm doing it because I'm choosing to do it. Like that's what like I have control over this. I get to do this instead of, oh, I have to do this in order to reach this goal at the very end. So as soon as I shift my mindset to think of things that way, if something doesn't work out, like we're going along the way and maybe I have something, you know, come up with my team or whatever it might be, just remember that these are all learning experiences that I can it might not be fun in the moment, but it will be for the greater good as we go along here. And so just kind of stepping back and remembering that, you know what, it is these little things along the way and they might not feel little as they're happening, but they all truly are the little things that are happening along the way that are what we should be really focusing on. And really the last thing I want to say about this is that we often hear, you know, that the success or it's the grinding, it's the hard work, it's the feeling terrible, it's the struggle that makes it all worthwhile when we reach our achievement. When it really comes down to is, unfortunately, I think that the mindset is we find more satisfaction when we do achieve something through the struggle. Absolutely. When it is really about, rather than I should say, when we achieve something with ease. And I know that I do still struggle with that. I mean, ironically, I do struggle with that quite a bit. But I've been able to overcome that a little bit, especially this year in 2016, where I've been able to say, all right, you know what? That kind of happened kind of easily. That was pretty cool. I want to do more of that rather than judging it on like, oh, I struggled and this, you know, like I'm working 16 hour days and it was so hard and this was whatever it was. And but yet, you know what? I did achieve my goal. Like I reached my numbers. And so it really comes down to, you know what? Let's try to shift our mindset from a perspective of. We achieved it with more ease or with ease. That's still awesome. I think there's so much more that could be said here. Like, I'm glad you brought this up. I mean, it's a lot about what we talk about in the podcast of this conversation of just, you know, the hustle attitude and advice you're getting from everybody is something that we really have to start to question because I'm so much more impressed by somebody that has great results in their life or their business and they have balance. Like they did that with the path of least resistance. They did this with ease and flow. And I look back at our last launch, you might've heard a little bit as we talk about it in the podcast, but you know, we did our first round of debrief with the team and we're like, 
This has been the easiest, stress-free, mistake-free launch we've ever, ever done by far. And we're even still doing the same amount of work as that we would in a normal launch, any other launch. But there's just something to be said there about, hey, we're on the right track with something versus people being okay with the forcing of the, you know, jamming the square peg into the round hole and just trying harder and to say, well, wait a second, maybe there's something you're missing here. Maybe if we took a step back for a moment, you know, I'm always reminded of the fable or the metaphor of the bumblebee that's banging its head against the glass, not realizing that if it just took a step backwards, it would see that there's an opening from the window to go right back outside where it wants to go just a few inches to its left, but he just keeps banging his head. It doesn't really matter how hard he bangs his head. He's still going to hit the glass. He's never going to break through that. And sometimes it takes stepping back and saying, wait a second, maybe there's an easier way. And I just, I mean, I can't stress that enough that if there's one thing you take away from any message that we're sharing or any guest, and Rick is just another example of someone who's in the trenches doing it, they said to look for the path of least resistance, look for the ease and the fun in your life and your business. And there are quotes that say, these are some Abraham quotes. Like one of them is like their definition of success is measured by how much joy you can have in a day. Well, I like that. That really, you know, is in align with this first thing that Rick has said about successes in the process. And then the other one is they basically say, if you want to increase your revenue, work less, play more. Well, we like that too, right? However, how many times, Rick, have you felt guilty when you take time off? <laughs> more times than I care to admit to. I feel that a lot, but I know, and this just happened just the other day when I was trying to really grind through, get some work done. And I was like, you know what? If I take a break, right, I'd kind of hit a wall. I'd been working for a couple hours, but I was like, you know what? I really got to get this done. But I know that if I take a break right now, I'm going to feel better. But there was still guilt in like, you know what? I'm going to take the next hour off to go do whatever and sort of regroup. But yet I took the hour off. I came back and I was so much more refreshed and I got the next part of it done so much more quickly. I still struggle with that, but I have to remind myself that that's how it happens is the more you have to start things from a place of feeling that feeling good. And it does sound sort of woo woo and all this other stuff. But yet when you can start from a place of feeling good and feeling right about what you're about to work on, that's when your best work's going to happen. Amen to that. So let's jump into the second of these three, you know, mindset hacks that Rick wants to share with us today. What's number two, Rick? Second one, James, is watch your butt. What? Watch your butt, James. And what I mean by that is when you think of something, when you think of an idea, we oftentimes, and I do it myself, and I'm sure that you do it as well, there's always a butt that comes up. You know, it's like, well, I have this idea for a new course, or I have this new idea for a way to promote something, or a new affiliate idea, or whatever it might be. But there's always that butt, you know, it's that second thought that comes in that sort of clouds that first idea. Can you give us a specific example that maybe you've dealt with before? Yeah. Well, the real problem with it is that when in reality, it's that first thought that you have, that idea that came to you before the but thought, that's the real winner. Like that's what you really need to run with because that's what you align with. It's that when you start believing that but and start making that the story and allowing that to gain momentum is when you get into trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, I see it. It just totally counteracts whatever you put out there. So you say, you know, I want to start a business, 
but I don't have the time. And the thing is, is then we use logic. A lot of us, especially the really smart people, use logic to just justify that. And a lot of the things that we're creating need us to be crazy, not logical. You know, so if we're sitting there saying, but I don't have the time, but I don't have the money and all these other things, we are literally just killing the idea before we even finish the sentence. It's like you're birthing the idea and you're taking out a gun and you're just shooting it dead. Yeah. Another example, like for me personally, is when I first started after that 14 month period of floundering, when decided on, all right, you know what? I'm going to start out here by teaching Facebook ads. I'm going to create a course on Facebook ads. That was my idea. But the but thought that came into my mind was, but who am I to teach this stuff? Like, who am I to teach Facebook ads here? Totally. Totally. And I think one thing that we could all do as a great practice is start to watch your butts, right? And when you can, every time you can, replace the but with an and. So when we say, I want to create an online course, but I don't think I'm an expert, at the very least, you can say, I want to create an online course and I'm not an expert. They're two separate things. Just the word and can at the very least separate it. See, when you use but, you're actually literally canceling out the thing that you want. You're saying, but I can't be this expert or I can't have this course because I'm not an expert. But when you put the and, they're just two completely different thoughts. I want a course. I'm not an expert. And when you can look at them as two completely separate entities, you can perhaps maybe do something about both. Well, I can create the course and I can become an expert. But when they start playing in that dance of, you know, one negates the other, you kind of just shoot yourself in the foot and kind of stick there. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Because if I'd let the butt thought stop me, I would not be where I am today, you know, and I've helped thousands of people all around the world. I'm on the path for seven figures and all this great stuff, which is awesome. But it's because I didn't let that butt thought get in the way. So what advice would you have for somebody that's in your place where you were three years ago, but who am I to be teaching this? I mean, the biggest thing, I get this question quite a bit as far as like, if you could give one piece of advice to people who are thinking about starting a business or something, it's like, just do it. Take the leap. Like, don't, they have the thought because they're already thinking about it. Don't let all the other voices in your head, and I know it's much easier said than done, but don't let those voices in your head, those butt thoughts, if you will, stop you from moving forward because it's that initial thought. That's what you're most aligned with. That is what is going to get you to where you want to go. And here's the deal. You know, take the leap. Absolutely. Love it. Here's the deal. There's an analogy about if you play tennis, you play a little tennis, right? No, I don't. Oh yeah. I knew that. So pretend you play tennis, Rick. Okay. If you were really good at tennis, it wouldn't be really fun for you to play with a 12 year old who just started today. You'd get bored really easily. And so when you look at life this way, you know, a great tennis match is played with someone that is at your level, maybe a little bit better, it pushes you and there's, you know, it's a tough game. And then you go, well, that was so much fun. Life can be looked at the same way. If everything is so easy that you just say, I want to do this and you do it, there's no resistance, there's no fear, there's nothing, then you're probably playing a 12-year-old game, you know, the 12-year-old level of a match versus the thing that you really want to do that is challenging. And I want to offer that we can use a reframe to say that, look, these fears, these 
things that come up is I'm not the expert or I'm not good enough or what if it fails or what will people think of me or what if it's not this or what if it's not that is first of all, it's normal, but it's not like a crystal ball telling you what your future is going to be. It has nothing to do with the outcome, but it does make for a fun game because when you get to break through that, when you get to do what Rick just said, which is like, do it anyway, a leap, that's where life gets really, really fun and exciting when you do it anyways. You know, we've shared so many stories about the resistance I've had with things, the fear of putting stuff out there, putting myself out there. And then when you do it, it's so exhilarating. You know, they say life begins just outside your comfort zone. What do you think they're talking about? This is it right here. This is what we're talking about. So you can have your comfort zone, all that type of stuff, but get comfortable with that uncomfortability, right? And it really starts with these, you know, watching your butts because that whatever you put after the butt is the thing that's trying to keep you in the comfort zone. It's trying to go, no, 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 just stay safe. Just stay protected. Just stay in your little bubble. But life and all the things that you want are right outside of that. So you can't stay in the butt. Watch your butt, folks. Okay, I love that, Rick. So share, share with me the third one you've got. The third one has to do with worry. And this was really a lot more prevalent in my in my mindset when I first started out and it still obviously creeps in, not maybe obviously, but it does creep in from time to time now. But in this third one, it really comes from a quote that you talk a lot about Abraham Hicks here on the show. And I'm, I'm super into that as well is that worry is getting out in the, getting out into the future without the resources of what you have available to you right now. And when I first heard that, it kind of like, I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I got to hear that again. And I, and I like, I, I wrote it down. I listened to it again and I, and I reread it. And I want to re- repeat that again because I think it's super cool. Worry is getting out into the future without the resources of what you have available to you right now. And, and when you say getting out in the future, you mean your mind. Your mind is playing out all these different scenarios or the worst case scenario that it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yeah, exactly. Because when you start thinking of like, well, maybe this could happen, maybe this could happen. And oh, no, this is going to happen when in reality, is, it is, is your mind playing tricks on you about when we can step back and say, you know what, that all we have is right now, like all we all we're able to 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 control is how we think right now. We can't control what's happening, what's what's going to happen in the future or what happened in the past. But, you know, when we can kind of break it down and think like, you know what, I just love when I heard that. I was just like, that totally resonated with me. That's why I want to make this number three is if we remember that all we have is right now, we have a lot of resources available to us right now, whether that's whether that's our friends, whether that's our business coach or mentors or our family or a spouse or loved one, whatever it might be, books, we have resources available to us right now and a mindset that we can control right now rather than thinking in the future. Well, what's funny about what you said is that we don't have any control over that thing in the future. The only control that we do have is what we can do now in this moment, with this moment. You know, there are things that we can do today, right now, that will have an impact on this afternoon and tomorrow and for the rest of our life. But you're right. I mean, all you have is this powerful fleeting moment of the now, whether it's worry or overwhelm or anxiety, these are all us thinking forward and not being present. And there's very little you can do. You're very disempowered in these states. There's very little you can do. And I'd love to hear an example of a time where you felt really worried and what you did to come over it. But I know one of the most common times that people in our industry are in is in the middle of a launch. 
a launch is a very interesting time, especially the bigger the launch is where, you know, you're like, you're basically on the roller coaster where you open up the doors for this program. You're asking all these people, you know, you maybe even spending a lot of money on Facebook ads and JV partners and all this stuff, all these front end costs. And you're like, here, take it or leave it. And what we notice in our launch is that, like the majority of people sign up the last day or two. And I don't know how many calls I've received from Inner Circle members who are in the middle of a launch and they're not seeing the numbers that they were projecting. And they're worrying about, did I spend too much on ads and did I do something wrong? And am I not even going to make my money back? And, you know, the advice I always have for them is, you know, it ain't over until the fat lady sings or whatever that is, but it's not over yet. So you can't worry about a future that hasn't happened yet, that it's not done. And you can only do what you can do right now in this moment to be fully empowered and fully alive to take whatever action you need to take. So that's a common one. Rick, does anything come to mind for you of like when you worry? That's actually the example that I was starting to think about before you get into that was that, you know, there was one launch I was doing where I wasn't on track to hit the goal in mind. And so I wasn't enjoying the process as it was going along, as we talked about number one. But at the same time, like I was starting to worry, like, just like you just said, like, oh, I'd spend all this money on my Facebook ads and the marketing and the team and all this stuff. And am I going to, you know, is this not going to be as successful as I had hoped? Well, to your point, by my worrying out in the future, I wasn't able to think about, oh, yeah, you know what? Even if the, you know, the cart closes and I haven't hit what my goal was, there's still opportunity there after the cart closes, whether that's some sort of whatever that, you know, whatever a special offer or a new promotion or a new program, whatever that could be. If I'm still stuck in worrying about, you know what, I'm not going to hit my goal. And I'm trying to think about all these different reasons why it's not allowing me to stay right now and think about into the now thinking about what are the possibilities that I could do in case this doesn't happen while staying true and still staying positive about the goal being met. Maybe there are other opportunities that I haven't thought about that would not be super readily available to me if I'm worried. And not only after the launch, but in this moment right now, like, oh, could you send out another email? Could you crank up Facebook ads? Could you do another webinar? Is there anything else you could do? But then we also need to look at, well, why were we worrying in the first place? And like, well, because I'm not going to hit my goal. Well, who created the goal? You did. And I've had this great experience. I've shared with it in the past on the podcast where I had two coaching clients who both hit the exact same number in their launch within one week difference. It was $100,000. One was like a hundred and then the other was like 102,000. For one person, person A, it was like life-changing. Person B, total breakdown failure. Why? Because they set different goals, but they set the goal. And so the problem is, is that we set these goals. And if you were listening to what Rick said, he said success is in the process, not the end goal. But then we attach meaning to these goals. We attach our identity to these goals. And we say things like, if I don't make this goal, if I don't hit this goal, it means something about me. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. No one likes me. This isn't something's wrong with me, right? There's all these reasons. And that's why we then worry because we made it mean something. What if it didn't mean anything because you just made up the goal anyways. And it just is what it is. And when we go back to look at this first one that Rick brought up, success is in the process. You realize is that the goal is the very thing that designed the process in the first place. 
So the goal simply determines what process you're going to do. That's all it's supposed to be there for. That is it. So for example, doing a $40,000 launch or promotion in my business is very different from doing a million dollar launch. One doesn't mean more success or another, even though one is a heck of a lot more money. We do $40,000 promotions with a couple of emails and a, and you know, like a little bonus for a couple of days all the time. But a million dollar launch means we're pulling up all the stops, paid ads, affiliates, JVs. They're just different processes to accomplish that. But the goal determined what strategy and what process and what way we needed to show up in order to play this game. But if we don't hit it, it doesn't mean anything about us. And so I really want to stress that like, we want to stay out of worry. We're in worry because we've made it mean something. And we need to like, just realize that like, well, listen, we made up the meaning and we made up the goal in the first place. So how can we change the meaning or change the goal so that we're not worrying anymore? Because when you're worried, you can't get empowered. And when you're not empowered, you can't take the right actions to get the results that you want anyways. So yeah, anything else you want to say about that? Other than the fact that, look, we all worry. I mean, it's, we all do it regardless of how successful you are. There's always going to be worry in there. It's just how we are able to step back and think about it. And remember just to your exact, your last point there is that if we are worrying, we are not going to be able to create our best work. And that's taken me a long time to sort of be okay with that and not really be okay with it, but realize it and use that to my advantage. So just remembering that, you know, there is something that we can do about it, but try to stay in the present because we have way more resources and that's where our creativity is going to be coming from, from a clearer mind. Do you have a book recommendation or anything that you recommend that gives you a little bit of the mindset, the peace of mind or anything that's really stood out to you? Yes. And it's going to sound super woo woo and sound like a religious book, but really it's not. It's called Conversations with God. And I just want to tell a very quick story about it. This is a book that you recommended to me, actually. And you recommended it to me. I bought the book and it sat on my shelf. Never read it. I never, I never opened the cover. And then we had another conversation like a month later and you were like, have you read Conversations with God? I was like, no, I haven't read it. So I started to read it. I got about 40 pages in and I was like, man, I cannot get into this book. I don't get it. I don't understand it. So I closed it again and sat back on my shelf again. And a couple other months went by and you asked me about the book again. And I said, you know what? All right, I'll try it again. And this time I got like 60 pages in and I still felt the same way. This was not resonated with me. Why does he want me to read this book so much? Why does he keep recommending it? And then it came up again a few months later. So it took like three quarters of a year for me to finally get into this book. So finally I said, you know what? I'm going to get past page 60 because I couldn't get past it before. I got past page 60 and like the whole thing opened up to me. It's not a religious book. It's just the principles, pretty much of everything you talk about here on the podcast, but just wrapped up in a different way. It's discussed in a different way. And it's this guy who is supposed to be having a conversation with God or the universe or however you want to look at it and call it, but he's writing down this conversation and it's amazing. It is the book that I give to people now. I gift out to people, just gave it to a couple people in the inner circle last week. And I'm actually rereading it again. Cannot highly recommend it enough. 
And I didn't ask that, assuming that's what your answer was going to be. I do recall me kind of being a pain in the butt, but that's because I've reread it a few times. And I think one of the core messages that I really took away from there is coming from a place of, you know, living a life where, you know, in your soul, like in every cell of your DNA that you're meant to thrive and get everything that you want and that you're already worthy and deserving of everything. And that it's really about approaching life from a place of total fearlessness and trust and openness. And that that's what actually gives you access to what you want. It is a perfect way to kind of sum up what we're talking about here, especially with the last one about, you know, the third one is worry, right? The second one you mentioned is about self-doubt And then the first thing is really about detachment from our goals. And I think that this, I'm kind of glad I asked for the book recommendation here because it really brings us full circle. So that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Rick, real quick, how can we learn more about you? I keep watching your podcast grow on the iTunes charts. So how can we find more of your smooth and sexy voice? (laughs) Thank you for that. The podcast is The Art of Paid Traffic, and it's on iTunes and Stitcher. And yes, thank you. The podcast is doing really well, and I love doing it. My website is rickmulready.com. So hop on the email list there, and you're going to learn a a lot of great information. I've learned a ton about Facebook ads from Rick, and he's helped my students and my, you know, clients and inner circle members. He's a genius. And it's funny because like I'm bringing someone on who, you know, you might've expected, Oh, he's going to talk about like law of attraction or something like that. No, he's talking about Facebook advertising, you know, like it couldn't get more left brain analytical nerdier than that. But that's what I love. These are real people running their business and incorporating and integrating these things in their lives because we're all entrepreneurs and we're all dealing with a lot of the same stuff in our own version of it. And anything we can do, to get empowered behind it so that we can serve our audience to the best of our abilities, that we can put ourselves out there with unwavering confidence and conviction that we're here to serve and help others is so important to not get caught up in what happens if I fail or what if I'm not good enough or, you know, I've got all these buts and reasons or all these fears of our, what might happen. But to just say, this is all I have right here, right now in this moment, let's do it. Thank you, Rick, for being on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Thank you everyone for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, head on over to jameswedmore.com forward slash iTunes so you can subscribe to the podcast, listen to our past episodes because we've got a ton now and leave a review. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. Are you frustrated that no matter how hard you hustle, no matter how much you get done in a day, you still feel like you have little results to show for it? Do you feel like you're doing everything right, but there's still something missing? Well, what if there was an easier way? What if your business could be fun, effortless, and profitable? Phoebe and I have put together a free audio MP3 for you, compiling the 77 business affirmations for creating success from the inside out. And we wanna give it to you absolutely free. This is your chance to rewire your brain for bigger results in your life and your business. To get instant access absolutely free, simply visit 77affirmations.com. That's the number 77affirmations.com.